Hey guys, it's Caleb here from the Broski Cast. Um, this episode this week is going to sound a little different. Um, we attempted to record just like we're going to have a regular phone conversation. And it, you can tell we're definitely on speakerphone. Um, just bear with us. We're still trying to work everything out. Um, but we wanted to bring you a show regardless. Um, not the best quality, but we hope you enjoy it. And uh, like I said, just bear with us and uh, we'll get everything on track. Uh, and thanks again for listening to Broski Cast. Hello and welcome to the Broski Cast. The brother from another mother wrestling podcast is back. And this week we have a couple of SummerSlam top fives for you all into one episode. Join with me as always is the bigger Brett the Hitman Mark than Bret Hart himself, the pride of Hannah, Oklahoma, Jason Salzman. Jay, first off, I want to know how you're doing, and secondly, uh, why don't you tell the uh, audience what we're uh, doing tonight? Well, I'm doing great. Hey, another night here under the stars, far from the big city light, where I can see the beauty of the good Lord all in the night sky, and it's just fantastic. The crickets are chirping. Um, 
doing that, and they decided on the SummerSlam. It took place uh, 1988 at MSG, and it was a sold out 20,000. Uh, you had the Mega Bucks and the uh, Mega Powers colliding in the main event. Yeah, Andre finished off the uh, Quite a while. Uh, you know, it culminated in Andre, of course, selling the uh, title to Diviase. Everything got a prize from that celebration. And that was said to uh, the tournament, which led to Macho win uh, the title. Which led to a program with Hawk and having uh, uh, a run with Hawk at the Mega Powers. And that's kind of right that Dick is in. So now, the big main event is sitting at the very first SummerSlam ever. And,
I I don't know how true it is, but I had heard some rumors that he might be. I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, but uh, no, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't disagree with you that that, that the SummerSlam is his event. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah, you know he's got to he's got to get that WWE check in there, yeah. of all time. Now, like I said before, we have some honorable mentions. Um, we have two of those coming from SummerSlam 2013, which was a really good event in itself. Uh, the first one I'll bring up is uh, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar in a no-disqualification match. SummerSlam 2008, and 
it was hard not to put this on the top five, but you know, like I said, we got we got to make some cuts. Uh, but uh, we had uh, Edge and Undertaker from SummerSlam 2008 inside Hell in a Cell back when back when Hell in a Cell was a rare thing. It wasn't just a oh okay, but you know, every every September we're gonna have a Hell in a Cell match. But this was kind of you know, it had a rare feeling to have a random Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, and it was in its early demonic structure days, you know what I mean? Like, it was sort of become numb and fell now, but I mean, um, it was really good. Um, I think, you know, Edge was at the top of his game, and, um, and he was ready for a cell. I mean, any time you get in the cell with the Undertaker, it's going to be, you know, something great, just, which is just speaks to his greatness. I don't know. 
really, really good butter out in that regard. I think if you go back and you watch Chris talk about that match, it's emotional because of how good they really got married. You know, it's just such a bad thing to do. You know, he's not sad because I don't know anymore. He's sad because, like, every time he's sad, he's just, like, so proud of the match work. And it, like, makes him proud. I know he, he, uh, he talks in his, on his TV. You know, he gets choked up talking about the, the, the big, Yeah. Yeah. It was really good, man. 
Yeah, no, he probably did because, you know, like, it's not like, I'm, I'm trying not to complain here, but it's not like, you know, when we were kids growing up, like, if you hit your finisher one time, it's it's over. Nowadays, you got to hit him two or three times. But that's just, you know, that's just the way the wrestling business has changed. Um, but, man, I, I, I think I told you this. And I, I think I texted you that night. Uh, I'm still shocked that they uh, let you know, Styles go over here. It, it still baffles me because, you know, for so many years, Styles was the, the, the TNA impact guy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he was that guy. And now, you know, you, you let him come in and beat the franchise and, uh, you know, and not only beat the franchise, but have a, a great, great match and, you know, pretty much show up the franchise. But um, all that aside, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite matches, of, you know, not just a SummerSlam history, but just a, of all time, because it's, it's two of my favorite guys, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, good, good work, great, um, yeah, not, not a sloppy effort, anything like that, good stuff. Um, real good stuff, really one of the best, uh, you know, support the best SummerSlam match of all time, in our opinion. That's right, that's right. Uh, Next up, uh, another stroll down uh, memory lane for you. Uh, it's from SummerSlam 1995, uh, a uh, rematch of the classic ladder match from uh, uh, the WrestleMania 10, 1994. You had Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon once again going to battle for that Intercontinental title. Yep. Yeah, 
the athletic system for me, and this one was a little bit better than uh, WrestleMania 10. Um, they're both great matches. Um, you know, both uh, great in the history of the, the, the ladder match itself. Um, I'm, I'm a big ladder match fan. That's, that's one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, but, no, I, I really enjoy... There's so many things you can do. Yeah. There's so many different things you can do. Um, and there's so many things that I do do. Um, Forever and ever, um, you know, 
he was he just had this scowl on his face the whole way down. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was just crazy. So he almost was a heel for this match, and Uh, uh, and Razor. 
for the Intercontinental with that December Slam? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look at that. I'm not sure, to be honest, completely honest with you. TLC won uh, from SummerSlam 2000, but uh, SummerSlam 2000 as well. Uh, yeah, TLC won. Uh, we had uh, Angle, Rock, and Triple H on Triple Threat for the WWF title. Um, you had uh, Kane and Undertaker in a, uh, uh, a, a no contest. Uh, you had uh, Steve Blackman and Shane McMahon in a hardcore match. Um, and, you know, you had Chris Benoit and... Uh, Chris Jericho, I know we try not to say that name a whole lot on the show, but they were in a uh, two out of three falls match, and, you know, uh, work rate, work rate uh, alone, it was, it was a good match. But uh, those were some of the memorable, memorable uh, matches of uh, SummerSlam 2000. Uh, 
that. I believe that was it. I think that was our two mentions. In 2013, we had the uh, debut match for when Bray Wyatt took on Kane in a Inferno match, or um, I can't even remember what they, they didn't even call it an Inferno match. They called it something stupid. Uh, you had Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow on the undercard. You had uh, Del Rio and Christian submission match for the World Heavyweight Title. Uh, Lesnar and Punk in a no DQ match. We talked about that. And Brian and Cena WWE title. We talked about that as well. But uh, those are some of the the, Damn. the, the yeah. That was, that was a good little card they had there. Yeah, every match you just mentioned, I remember being good. Um, you know, um, Sandow and Cody. That was a good one, man. And um, and those guys were awesome. You know, you know, I'm never gonna push. Good time for, for WWF. And, um, 
You had uh, Mankind and Triple H in a steel cage match. You had Goldust versus Brian Pillman. Uh, British Bulldog versus Shamrock for the European title. Stone Cold versus Owen for the IC title. And then in the main event with a special guest referee of uh, Shawn Michaels, you had uh, Taker and Brett for the WWF title. Say again. 
No punching in the face stipulation. Yeah, no punching in the face. Uh, you have natural disasters in the Beverly Brothers and attack. Disasters in the Beverly Brothers and attack title match. Uh, Warrior Savage WBF title. Taker Kamala and then of course you know our uh, greatest SummerSlam match of all time, yeah. Bulldog and Brett for the IC strap. Summerslam 92. 
it almost felt like a squash match, and I don't mean that like, I, what I mean by that is The Rock did such a good job making Brock Lesnar look so good in this match, and I know that everybody now is like, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar squashes everybody, but at this time, Brock Lesnar was on a tear, like, like he's this new guy that you've never heard of, he's beaten like, he's beating up guys like Hulk Hogan, he's beating all these, like, RVD, he's just like decimating everybody, and now he's getting to the rock, and he, you know, he wins the WWE title, and this is, this is the show, if there was ever a show that made Brock Lesnar, this SummerSlam is it, uh, SummerSlam 2002 is it. Now, what mania did this follow? Because I always think of SummerSlam in terms of what mania it followed.